hour this morning. I talked about starting over as we have begun a new year. So I'm going to take a page from Gavin's playbook this morning and speak down here on the floor to each of you. I'm not promising that I'll do this any of the other 51 Sundays this year, uh, but at least this morning, uh, I think this is appropriate given what we're going to talk about. Uh, If you were a part of this congregation, if you were here uh, early on in 2023, if you have a good memory, uh, you may remember that I did something very similar to what we're going to do this morning. I took some time in the worship assembly I think it was maybe on the first or perhaps the second Sunday of last year uh, to reflect back on the year that was 2022. And I believe as best I remember, that lesson was entitled Looking Back and Reaching Forward. So we thought about some things, some good things that we experienced together as a congregation in 2022, and we look forward to some of our work together in 2023. Uh, 2023, as many of you are aware, if you know at all what goes on in this congregation, it's been a good year. We had uh, several people that became Christians that uh, put on Jesus Christ in baptism and started their walk with Jesus Christ. Uh, We had some, I know several among our number here, uh, at least whatever my judgment is worth, that have grown spiritually. I think we have uh, grown relationally in our relationships one with another in this congregation. We have gotten to know each other better. Uh, That certainly is true for me and my family as we just finished our second year here with with you that uh, I was just thinking about that the other day, how how much more I know many of you. Uh, And as Mike said this morning, it's not possible to have a close relationship with all 170 or so that make up this congregation here at Fairview Park. But I'm working on that, and I know several of you are working on that, and that will kind of go to some of our work together this year. Uh, But it it has been a good year, but we also know last year was a very challenging year, and some of those challenges continue on with us, even though the calendar is turned from 2023 to 2024. Uh, So I'm not going to take the time this morning or Gavin to go back and review what we did last year. Uh, But it's been a mixture like every year is. What we want to do this morning is to take some time in this hour to speak about at least the work that Gavin and and I are going to be doing as gospel preachers here working among you uh, to think about some of our together work. And so uh, if you're interested in all, this is all the notes I have, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I intend for this to be kind of short, but y'all know how that goes. Uh, So, as we think about our 2024 work, this is a time for us to look ahead to some things that are coming this year. First of all, uh, I'm not going to take credit for this goal statement. I think Gavin uh, thought about this, but I think it's very good for us in our lives, whether we write something down or we just have a thought or an idea concept in our head, uh, to have a goal in our life, to have a goal individually, to, for those of us who are parents, to have a goal for our family, for those of us who are, are married, husbands and wives, to have a goal for our marriage. And I think it's very appropriate for a congregation of God's people, a local church, to have a goal, to have something in, in our mind as we live throughout this year, as we work together this year. Where, where are we going uh, as a congregation? What are we striving toward 
Sometimes the goals that we set, maybe some of you have already set some individual personal goals this year. If you're like me, maybe you've already blown it. <laughs> and we're hardly even a week into the year. Uh, as we talked about the earlier session, you can start over with that, okay? But it does give us, even if we don't perfectly fulfill or reach the goal that we have individually or collectively, it gives us something to shoot for. And so our goal this year is to strengthen our work together, both when we are here as we are assembled together this morning collectively. But a lot of the work that we do, me and Gavin as preachers, is not what you see on Sunday or Wednesday. A lot of our work is work that we do throughout the week. It is interacting with each one of you. It is texting back and forth. It is having biblical, spiritual conversations with you. It is trying, and we're going to try to do more of this, I think, both of us this year than we did last year, of visiting with you and getting to know you better and being there when you're in the hospital and when you're sick and all of those kinds of things. So what you see here on Sunday or Wednesday is not the majority of the work that we do. And the majority of the work that we as individuals do is not what maybe all of us see. And so it is important for the work that we do here inside this facility together, but it's also important for the work that we do outside. Uh, to think about that, there have been several events that have already been planned. We, uh, these are our normal big events. Uh, so one is coming up here in just a couple of months. You can see there with the the Youth Bible Workshop, uh, Jordan Schaus is going to be our featured speaker, and he's going to be talking to us about our relationships, which will go along with our congregational theme for this year that I'll get to here in just a moment. So if you haven't marked your calendar to be here for uh, March the 8th and the 9th, uh, we've got some other speakers and working on some topics in that theme, especially our young folks, but we'll have a singing on Friday night like we normally do, and then kind of an intro lesson that Jordan will give us related to that theme. Uh, then in the month of June, as you can see here, June the 2nd through the 5th is our uh, VBS. Uh, and what is the theme for that? I already Bible forgot. Heroes. Bible Heroes. Okay, if you have ever worked on the uh, VBS, putting that together, it is a lot of work. I know already some of our ladies uh, back to last year were already working as we finished last year's VBS. They were already thinking about this year's VBS. And it takes, uh, you know, months and months of preparation, of thinking about themes and topics, of gathering materials about how they're going to present that to our children. Uh, we also have a, a adult studies. I don't know yet if they will be on that particular theme or maybe something else that we'll have an adult class here in the auditorium. So uh, also plan to be here for that. Uh, Jan July the 28th through August the 1st is our regular summer gospel meetings with Brother Tim Jennings. I think he's in the the Dallas area, and we're looking forward to hearing him. And then our adult Bible workshop is going to be at the end, the last Saturday in October on the 26th uh, with Matt and Becky Allen. I don't know if any of you are familiar with them. They both grew up here in Arkansas, Matt and Malvern. And uh, Becky's uh, family was uh, part of the church there at Northside in Greenwood, Arkansas, when I first started preaching. And that's really how I got to know them. And uh, they have been up north uh, for the last 20-something years, and I haven't really kept in touch with them, but uh, they are going to be coming and talking to us about church growth. Uh, all of these um, dates are on a little flyer that is here in the foyer. If you want to pick up one of those, uh, we are hoping that these dates will be put on the, 
the PowerPoint slides that are run before our assemblies each week just so that we can keep these dates in front of us. You can pick up an actual physical sheet if you want to put that on your refrigerator or on your uh, mirror in the bathroom or wherever that you might look each, each day, each week, uh, so that everybody will be on the same page about all of, all of our dates, uh, important dates this year. So all of that ties into what we have chosen um, as I thought, started thinking about a, a theme, I don't know, four or five months ago uh, in my regular um, meeting with our elders, our quarterly meeting, I think it was back in October or November, I gave them several ideas that I had in mind and asked them uh, what they thought would be best. And so uh, even, even ask our deacons that as well. And uh, this, is, this is what we have come up with. Think about growing together. Uh, again, I'm not going to take credit for what is here on the screen about side-by-side. Side. Gavin kind of came up with that, um, and I think that's exactly right. That's what we're, we're wanting to emphasize, that particular thought of us being side-by-side side as we walk together through this life, as we walk together through our journey with Jesus Christ, that we are Christians, that we are all members of the body of Christ, and we want to be growing together. And so like we did last year and the year before, I think when Jacob Hudgens was here, uh, Gavin and I will be preaching at least one lesson related to our theme each month. Uh, I think he's taking maybe a lesson here just in a couple of weeks on that, kind of an intro lesson to our uh, theme of growing together. But at least from my standpoint, we're going to think about kind of like the More Like Jesus series last year to think about a uh, wide variety of things. We're not going to be able to hit, obviously, on everything that could be said from Scripture about growing together. But thinking about growing together in unity, growing together in our fellowship with one another, uh, growing together in maybe some specifics like hospitality or in our service to one another, uh, growing together in humility, growing together in forgiveness, and all of those kinds of things. Uh, both of us, I, I believe, are really excited uh, about this series, and I hope that it will be beneficial to, to all of us who are members of this church. Uh, our theme verse for this year is what Brother Kerry has already read. If you want to open your Bible back there to the book of Philippians in chapter 1, and focusing especially on verse 27. Philippians 1 and verse 27, Paul again says here to this, this church that he was so close to, that they were so close to him. He says, "...only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ." So that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. I hope you can hear in those words of Paul this idea of growing together. I mean, here was a, a great church. I, as you read through this short letter to the church at Philippi, there's really not very much that's said of a negative nature. It doesn't seem like they had a lot of issues or problems that Paul needed to correct, you know, kind of really in opposition to the first letter to the church at Corinth, there was all kinds of issues that they had to deal with and overcome. But this church seemed to be a very good church. They had participated with Paul from his first preaching of the gospel to the time that he wrote this letter. They were participating with him financially. They were praying for him. They were encouraging him. And he was returning that to them. And so as Paul writes, as Brother Kerry began the reading this morning from verse 21, he is sitting here in a Roman prison. He wants, as I think any of us, hopefully naturally would want, if we had the choice to go and be with Jesus Christ and to spend eternity and leave this old world behind. 
But he also wants to remain behind so that he can help them to grow. And so he doesn't, you know, he's kind of convinced, it seems like, that he's going to remain here, that his earthly life is not yet over. But he's wanting them to conduct themselves, them as a whole, as a congregation, in a way that fits their calling as Christians, in a way that's worthy of the gospel of Christ, whether he's with them or not, he wants to hear good things out of this congregation, that they are people who are standing firm on the truth of God's word, that they are people who are doing that with one mind, that there is unity there, that they are pulling in the same direction, and they are all growing together. So you may see this verse pop up uh, quite often, uh, and it will be a good, good verse for us to remember. Uh, some other sermon series that we're planning on for this year. Uh, last year, I, uh, again, in, in um, talking with our elders and, and planning with them uh, a couple of years ago, to think about our need to address some current issues. Uh, we're, we're addressing some of those uh, things that we deal with in the back classroom on Sunday. Uh, I think maybe even John and his, his class out here will be dealing with some of those issues. Uh, if I weren't teaching, I would, I'd be in your class <laughs> because it's, uh, I, I really would like to hear what you have to say about those things. Uh, so we're going to address, continue to address some current issues. I haven't really dealt with those in the last few months. Uh, the end of last year, we had so many of us that were sick and traveling, and um, I, I hope to get back to those very soon. So I've got a long, long list uh, of things that we haven't addressed yet that I that I'm looking forward to addressing. Uh, Gavin and I are both going to continue the series we started last year on the Minor Prophets, and we're going to be looking next Sunday at the next Minor Prophet, Habakkuk. Uh, and if you know how that format goes, we're going to kind of stick with the same format about Gavin in the 9 o'clock session, uh, looking at the book as a whole, reading through it, uh, thinking about what maybe the major thought or theme of that, that prophet is. And then in the 1040 session, I'll be trying to give us a practical life uh, application, something that we can take with us. And the, the whole point of that series is major messages for minor prophets. We, both of us, I think last year discussed this early on, we felt like just for ourselves, I, I think I've studied through all the minor prophets before, uh, but hadn't in a long while. And they're kind of a neglected part of scripture for us as God's people. But the messages that those message, messengers of old gave to God's people uh, several thousand years ago, they're still applicable to us today. And so we've gotten some good feedback from the, those. I hope those are, are good for you. And then I'll let Gavin talk more about um, the series that he's planning to do here uh, in just a moment. Our men's class continues. We're getting down to the end of the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 14, about halfway through that chapter. Uh, and hopefully here in the next few weeks, we'll be finishing the Gospel of Mark and our plan is to move into the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, so at least as long as I've been here, we started, I think, in the book of James, had a really good study, a very practical book from the, the New Testament. Uh, then we looked at Ezra and Nehemiah and looked at the history of God's people, the remnant returning back to Jerusalem, had some excellent studies in that, focusing on the life of Jesus Christ here in Mark, going back to the Old Testament here in, in a month or two, and thinking about the wisdom that is contained for us in the book of Ecclesiastes. So any men that have the desire to join us, 6.30 on Friday mornings, uh, you can even join by Zoom. We had, I think, four, four of our guys joining us on Zoom last week. 
sometimes we stick to our topic, sometimes we don't. But that's kind of the beauty of this, this um, venue, the men's class. We're not restricted by time like we are on a quarter system to get through a certain book or certain material in a 12 or 13 weeks. Um, but we always have good, thoughtful discussions. I've, I have learned a lot from these classes. And then the ladies' class is, is um, starting back up with a new study here. I think that's the fourth Sunday of this month, if I remember correctly, on this book, A Chosen Few, and helping women to see how um, they can be more like Christ in their life. So those are opportunities that you have outside of our regular, normal assembly times and classes. I would encourage every member here as much as possible to take advantage of those. Uh, I don't think this is on the screen, but I just want to say a few words about um, our, what I would call now our two-preacher arrangement. Um, some of you may have questions about that or wondering, wondering why this decision was made. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background information about what led to this, this decision, um, it's, it is, begins, I think, with what several of you mentioned to me and to our elders and to maybe others here. Uh, I don't know how long Gavin had been here. Maybe it's when he started teaching the Sermon on the Mount class. I was teaching another class and couldn't be in that class, but I kept hearing lots of good things about that class and the good job that he was doing and uh, heard lots of good, good uh, feedback from many of you about uh, the work that he was doing here as our intern. And uh, somewhere, it was around the time, I guess, that he had been here about a year, a little over a year, he started getting some calls from other congregations. And there, there is a great need for gospel preachers today. And so we started talking about some of that. How, how does he deal with all that. He wasn't really ready to make that decision at that point. Uh, so we had a number of conversations about that. And I just think I had said something to Anna, but I asked him, I said, I haven't discussed this with our elders yet. I don't know if anybody thinks this is a good idea or not. Uh, but I have thought, you know, you've got lots of good opportunities here, but um, maybe it will be a possibility that you can remain here. Uh, and we can work together as, as workers, co-laborers in the gospel of Christ. And if I remember correctly, he said, well, me and Elena kind of talked about that too. <laughs> uh, so a few months went by, and again, I met with our elders toward the end of, of last year, three or four months ago. And I went in there uh, with a, uh, you know, I was going to sell, sell them, try to sell them on this idea. And before I could get any words out of my mouth, those four brothers said, what do you think about the idea of Gavin working with us? <laughs> and uh, it, it is nice when we're on the same page about things, when they were already thinking about that. So I'm not going to uh, say anything on our elders' behalf, uh, but as I've said to you several times, um, when I was 23 years old, I, I was doing a, my first internship out of college with Harold Turner in Greenwood, Arkansas, and I wasn't anywhere as far along as Brother Gavin is. Um, he, he has been really impressive. He's a hard worker and takes his work very seriously. If any of you, I know several of you know uh, Brother Harold Turner. Um, he, can, he is a very excellent, in my opinion, an excellent student of the Word of God. Uh, I don't know if I had just a love of the text before I worked with him or not, but 
if I, I, I did, he really helped to hone that and shape that and mold that within me. And he just, he loves the word uh, through and through. But he also has a, a, a very humorous side. And one of the things that he said to me several times in my year of working with him was, as a gospel preacher, you need to take your work very, very seriously because you're dealing with God and you're dealing with the Word of God and you're dealing with people whose souls are on the line. And what you think about the Word of God and what you say about the Word of God can push someone one way or the other. You take your work very seriously. But in the very next breath, he said, you don't take yourself very seriously. And I've tried to remember that. The times when I've not taken myself seriously, I have enjoyed the work. Uh, and so both of us, I think, are of that mindset. As you, you probably already know, we're, we uh, are alike in some ways, but we are different. We are unique individuals, and we bring a different style in preaching. We think differently about some things. We present things in a different way. But I think this is going to be a good uh, work together um, I, I want you to think about a few passages just very quickly before I turn it over to Gavin. From the book of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 at verse 9, the wise man here says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And he goes on in the, the next three verses to talk about how it is important for us in all of our relationships in life to have a companion. And, and I believe that is true for preachers as well. I, I believe that's the wisdom of God that there is not to just be one man who is a shepherd over a local flock, that there are to, is to be a plurality of elders that make up that eldership. Because, uh, for a lot of reasons, but one is that they can encourage one another. They can help one another. They can talk things out amongst themselves, and it hopefully all works out for the good of the congregation. And so it, it is, even with two preachers working together, um, that there is going to be a greater return, I believe, on the work that this church is able to accomplish with both of us uh, doing the work of, of a preacher. This is also a biblical model. I'm not suggesting to you that this is an exclusive model, but this is a model that we find in Scripture from uh, the New Testament in Mark chapter 6 and in verse 7. Uh, Mark tells us that he, Jesus, summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. From Luke chapter 10 and verse 1, you might remember what we sometimes call the limited commission, uh, Jesus sending out the 70 disciples, which may have included the twelve among that number, I don't know. But he sent them out two by two uh, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 13, we read about the church there in Antioch and it was not their decision, but notice what it says here at verse 2. Uh, While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God's decision to not just send Paul out, to not just send Barnabas out, but to send these two men out together. And if you know anything about Barnabas and Saul, in some ways they were alike, but in other ways they were very much opposites. And they had a different perspective and brought different strengths and abilities to the work of preaching the gospel around the world. And then finally, from the book of Romans in chapter 16, uh, often we, we overlook the end of, of, of New Testament epistles. It's just a list of names here, but notice several things at verse 3. He says, Greet Prisca or Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, 
At verse 9, he talks about this brother Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ. And then in verse 21 about Timothy, uh, he says, Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. That, that's really what, what all of us are, brothers and sisters. We are fellow workers in Jesus Christ. And so that's, that's the way I'm approaching uh, this new work arrangement is that we're fellow workers in Christ. There, there is not going to be, as far as I'm concerned, a, uh, a senior preacher and a junior preacher, even though we're, we are different in age. Uh, something that Brother Turner said, a little bit humorous uh, when I was working with him, there's not going to be a head preacher and a not head preacher, however you want to spell not head, okay? <laughs> but we're co-laborers. We, we are here as Christians, as brothers in Christ, to work with you, to work among you, uh, to help you, to help all of us to grow. And so this arrangement is not about us, each of us doing less work. Uh, as I hope you can see in some things Gavin's going to talk about here in just a minute, it is about us doing more work. Because I couldn't do all the work that we had planned myself. And I don't think Gavin could either. Um, but us working together, we can do a lot. And us, all of us working together, we can do a lot to the glory of God. Jacob said a lot of nice things about me. So many, in fact, that I'm already almost out of time before I have the chance to say any of my things. We'll have to talk about that later. Um, I just want to start by reemphasizing this goal to strengthen our work together, both inside and outside the building. Everything me and Jacob planned for this year, and I say me and Jacob as if it's not built off the back of the works of a lot of you here, but the idea is the two key words here, work together, because a lot of us in this congregation are people who want to work for God. There's a lot of you that are on fire, zealous to serve. We're just looking to give you ways to set you loose and say, here we go, let's work on this Together, And so that's a lot of what we're trying to do is just to inspire the work that's already going on, maybe help point it in a direction, and then to just let you guys loose so that you can be a part of the work here. Because if the work is just the elders and the deacons and me and Jacob, we can be as good as we want to be. That's not a healthy church. A healthy church is when all of us individually are playing our parts, doing our roles, working together. And so our goal is to inspire all of us to work together this year. And some of the things that I want to talk about are things that I think will help us in that goal. Um, the first thing I want to mention uh, the quarter's already started, but we are doing in the back classroom a sort of workshop on evangelism is the way we've put it. And I say we because it's me and it's Jacob and it's Xavier and it's Tim Copeland, assuming that he'll be here sometime. I'm getting a nod. He might, may or may not be here. But the idea is that a lot of us know, I would say the vast, vast majority of us know we should be willing to share our, in our faith. 
the vast majority of us want to be able to speak about our faith. That's not the issue. The issue is what do you do with that? How do you go from knowing you should and wanting to to actually doing it? And the point of that workshop, not that any of the four of us are experts, the idea is we've had um, some successes and we've had quite a few failures in the idea of spreading God's word. And we just want to share a few ideas and a few things that we've done and we've worked through, hopefully to inspire all of us to be able to work together in our work evangelizing outside of this building. And another thing that comes out of that is we've talked some about the in-home studies that we're doing starting this Tuesday, starting this Tuesday, Tuesday nights, the second Tuesday night of every month at 630, we're going to meet in somebody's home and we're going to talk about the Bible together. And it's not going to be sort of like your normal Bible class here at Fairview. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but the idea is that these subjects are going to be sort of the milk of the word, if you want to put it that way. Bible basics. Things that anybody, whether they are have been a Christian for longer than I've been alive, or whether they don't know anything about the word at all, Everybody can grab something from this. Everybody can take away something from these classes. So we're going to rotate the teachers. We're going to rotate where the, who's hosting it. But the idea is just if you've got somebody that you want to talk to about Jesus and you don't know where to start, look at the sheet on the back. We're going to just be talking about who's God. Who is Jesus? Why is the cross important? What is the church? And of course, the final class for this year is the classic question, what must I do to be saved? We're just going through some very basics of the word to refresh us, but also to hopefully to inspire others to see how great our God is as well. But that kind of serves two purposes. One, it has an evangelistic purpose like we just talked about. But two, we are big believers here at Fairview. And if you're not a believer, you need to hop on the bandwagon that the more we see each other outside of this building, the better. The more that we can... I'm going to use the word fellowship. Nobody throw stones at me. The more that we can fellowship together, the more that we can spend time together growing as a family unit, the greater we'll be able to work together. The more we'll be able to strive side by side for the gospel. And so that's the other thing is we're going to take some time after the in-home studies and we're just going to talk to each other. We're just going to get to hang out sort of outside the building. We're going to sing a few songs together, say a prayer or two. There might even be finger foods, not sure. But just the idea of just getting to see each other more than just on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. So that's the other purpose of the in-home studies. Um, As far as Jacob teed me up to talk about 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, I'll be really brief on that. When I was trying to think through what I wanted to sort of work on as a study, and I kept coming back to the idea of our theme on growing together side by side. And the reason I picked First and Second Thessalonians is Paul talks a lot 
about that group's work together. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul, we're going to see him instruct the church on how to grow in holiness, to grow in faith, to grow in hope in Jesus, and to grow in love for others. It's a message really at its core about growing together, both as Christians, but as a whole church. And then 2 Thessalonians, Paul's going to say, hey, you guys got some stuff wrong from the first book. And he's going to reemphasize these themes, but he's going to really focus them in on here is our purpose as Christians. And so I think there's a lot of applications for those two books for our work together. Maybe to refocus us a little bit, to correct some of the times where we've gotten a little off task. And to say, hey, here's your purpose as a Christian. Here's your purpose as a church. And so that's what we're going to talk about in First and Second Thessalonians. And I think maybe the last thing that I'm going to talk about is we are bringing back the question and answer Sundays that used to be a thing at Fairview well before me and Jacob were here. Um, the idea is we all have questions about the Bible and sometimes... We're too afraid to ask them. Maybe we don't feel like we're in an environment that is comfortable to ask these questions. We want Fairview to be a congregation where you can feel comfortable asking questions. Not that I have the answers. Jacob might, I'm not sure, but I can tell you I don't have all the answers. But I can tell you that we're willing to look through the word together and see if we can come up with something. So... However you want to get those questions to us, we found this wooden box in the back. We just kind of put it out there. I have no idea what that box is for. You can put your questions in there. Uh, if you want to be anonymous, you can uh, email them or text them to me and Jacob, and we'll look at them there. But the idea is we want to hear what kind of questions do you have? What struggles do you have going through the Word? And the idea is hopefully that all of us can grow together in a knowledge and confidence in God's word. I reserve the right to veto any questions I don't like, but um, so uh, no, I, but we'll uh, we'll work together on uh, on just growing in a respect and a love of God's word. If you want to turn to Galatians six. I just kind of want to leave us with one final thought. Galatians 6, I'm just going to read verses 1 through 10. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh, or will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, 
Let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are the household of faith. Paul gives us a clue into the design of the church. And let me tell you, it doesn't look like a lot of churches I've been to. The design of the church isn't that we shake hands and say, good to see you on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. The idea of the church isn't that we all speak good things about the word than when we're here and then don't think about each other when we're gone. The idea of the church is that it is an active, working, serving group. That we are serious about lifting each other up. We are serious about talking about the word together. We are serious about serving each other and serving others outside of this group. And so our ideal is that we want to work towards being a church like Galatians 6 says. We want to work towards not growing weary in doing good. And I know we've talked about a lot of things today. There's a lot of dates, a lot of opportunities, and your head might be spinning a little bit and say, that's a lot of stuff to keep track of. We're not expecting you to be perfect attendance at every single event. We're not expecting you to to make sure that you're always at every single extra study we do. We'd love it if you can, but the idea is if all you can give in service is a cup of cold water, then we're just asking that you give a cup of cold water. We're not trying to ask you to do things you can't do. We're just trying to ask that everyone gives what they can. Everyone serves how they can. Everyone loves how they can. And that if all of us do that, We're going to see a lot of growth, not in numbers necessarily, but in faith, in service, and in love. And that's the goal. That's what we're working for. I'm going to say a quick prayer about our upcoming year, and then we'll offer an invitation. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be your children. Thank you for sending us your Son, that we may be forgiven of our sins and that we can strive after him in our lives. Thank you for the church. Thank you for this wonderful family to where we can grow together and bear each other's burdens. Father, we haven't always been good about doing that. There are many times we have failed each other. There have been many times where we have not been that model of good works that you call us to be. And we ask that you help us grow in this upcoming year. That you help us strive to serve each other, to love each other, to expand your kingdom, to do good, loving works in your name. Not that the strength comes from us, but that we rely on your strength in all that we do. Please bless us with opportunities. Please give us the boldness and the work ethic to fill those opportunities. And please guide us through your word. We pray all this in your son's name. Amen. We want Fairview to feel like a family. We want Fairview to feel like you can trust the group here. You can trust the elders, the deacons. You can trust the preachers. You can trust anybody here. We want to help you. And so as we come into this year, 
If you haven't made yourself a part of the family of God, we want to help you do that. If you want to repent of your sins, to be baptized for the remission of your sins, you can join both the family of God's people across the world and you can also join this group here. But for those of us who are Christians already, if you're struggling, we want to help you too. The church is very much a people business, and if we forget that, we miss the entire point. We are here. Me and Jacob are here. The deacons are here. The elders are here. All of us are here to help each other, and that includes you. And if you need prayers, if you need help, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to pray with you and pray for you. Grab us anytime. We want to help you. If you have need of the invitation, feel free to come to the front as we stand and as we sing.